What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Like I always say, man, price is what you pay, value is what you get. When you start paying attention to the value that you get from the price that you pay, you stop paying for a lot of shit. Preach. <laughs> Just stop paying. Preach. Man, and going to the store, man. What is the value that I'm getting from these $700 shoes? A couple looks, a couple girls looking at all nice shoes. What are you getting? What's the value from that? From the price that you paid? What is the value that you can get from paying for a training or paying from a course that can benefit your life or the, or the, or the, or the value that you're getting from the, from the price that you paid for school or, or trainings? Mm-hmm. What you start weighing your options out like that, you probably start saving money. Like I always had to remind myself, what's the value I'm getting from this? Describe myself in two words, rich and unemployed. These stones cost two birds. Let it count it when she bored. Deposit hit chicks, clearing eight. Nothing void. I know that ain't my ex calling. Nothing void. Where we going? Money going up. Welcome. Money counting. To the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Dubaton, aka Finesse. And here we interview rich and unemployed people. And I think my guy right next to me, he rich and unemployed. Rich and unemployed. <laughs> Say that with pride. Uh, go ahead and introduce yourself, bro. Yes, uh, my name is Hamza Sabri. I'm the CEO of Globe Connects, the world-class government contracting consultant firm where we help small businesses win big government contracts. Mm. Before we get started, man, make sure you got like, subscribe to the channel, uh, check out the merch, check out the website, www.richunemployed.net, uh, check out my Patreon for all exclusive content, and let's go ahead and get into it. So I, I do want to say, bro, you're very um, inspirational, bro. Um, this guy is from the streets, right? You, this guy's into government contracting, and, and like where we're from, it's not something that's talked about, not even heard. And um, for you, like the way you speak about it, the way you're so knowledgeable about it, um, you inspire people. And I know the last conversation we had. The last interview we had, it was really dope, but I think the production was a little fucked up. But now we're back to give them an even better episode, and uh, I want to rewind and, and give everybody this, this spill on government contracting because when sure. we when we had this interview, it was so many people interested in it, and I think this time I have a really big platform, and it's going to reach way more people than it did last time. So, what is government contracting? So, what is government contracting? Um, government contracting is essentially you contracting out services and products to the government. So the government is the world's largest purchaser, all right? Mm-hmm. They have the biggest purse. They spend the most money. They spend trillions and trillions of dollars every year. Mm-hmm. And they're mandated by law to spend 23% of those trillions of dollars with small businesses. Mm-hmm. And the government purchased everything you can think of from pens, ink pads, paper, toilet tissue, all the way to services from software, IT, 
data analytics, engineering, construction. Mm -hmm. So they purchased absolutely everything you can think of. Now, when you said they're the biggest spenders, um, how much would you say you bring in yearly? Um, I was just speaking at an engagement not, not too long ago, and I was just letting people know just off no big contracts alone that we did over $400,000 a year mm -hmm. this year. This year. Just off no big contracts, meaning that mm -hmm. we're not bidding on uh -huh. contracts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. They come to us. So, I, so I'm all about doing business with the government, not bidding for government contracts. It's totally two separate things. Anybody can win a contract. You, you find something that, that, that you, you know you can execute, submit in a quote, submit it in, get awarded a contract. Mm -hmm. like that's the most basic, low-level entry way of going after or doing business with the government. When you start learning more of the federal acquisition regulations, those are all the laws and clauses mandated with government contracting. The FAR, now I say if you understand the FAR, you're going to go far in contracting. Mm -hmm. When we start learning these certain laws, such as simplified acquisition procedure and how it trickles down to state, city, county, local, you'll start to be able to understand the ability to be able to get no big contracts just off of building relationship rapport and showing your competencies mm -hmm. of your business. Mm -hmm. Now, this all sounds like foreign language right <laughs> <laughs> sounds foreign but i'm telling you like how long you been doing this uh since 2014 i didn't start taking serious until you know late 2017 early 2018 mm -hmm. i got into contracting interesting way like i was at a point in my life where i was trying to grow and in order for me to grow i had to get uncomfortable mm -hmm. i always had a thing for construction um just wanted to learn it always amazed me how things were built and stuff like that. So I saw an opportunity for a small minority-owned construction company that focused on lead abatement, asbestos abatement, mold remediation, and renovation. Mm -hmm. And they needed a project manager. I didn't go to school. I barely graduated high school, 1.9 GPA. 1.9. I had to wait a summer, <laughs> a couple summers to get a diploma. I took my 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade class in my 12th grade year. That's crazy. <laughs> no lunch, no pee. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? But I always had this nick for lear learning, for knowledge. So I feel like, you know, education is important, but I ain't had to go to school to get an education. Yeah. So I always was willing to self-teach myself anything that I was curious and interested to. So I saw the opportunity for this project manager job. I re-rock me a resume, make it look like I've been doing this. Re-rock. <laughs> <laughs> you know, put a little sauce on there, yeah. you know, project management with Georgia Tech. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll talk you talk when I get in there. So I land the opportunity, land the interview, boom, land the job, opportunity. And the owner of the company said, oh, yeah, by the way, we do 100% of our business with the government. 2,038 pages, boom, federal acquisition regulation. You need to go ahead and, and learn that. So I'm like, wow, my back is against the wall. I got to learn takeoffs, blueprints, how to write proposals, do estimates, project management, administrative management, scheduling. Then on top of that, learn how to do business with a whole nother customer outside of the private sector or so non-government agencies. They gave you a book to learn government contracts? The laws, yeah. laws. All printed out. Okay. And 2,038 pages. And you, did you? Did you read I went through it. Every page. What a blunt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I went, I went through it and I learned it and I saw things that stuck out. And me working with that small minority company, the, the, the previous year they grossed probably about 650,000 within that department of asbestos and mold remediation. When I came into with the company and um, 
and I just got focused and locked in with me, me working with that company in 10 months, I procured $1.6 million in federal, state, local government contracts for them. Mm. And that's when the owner put me to the side and said, okay, you a madman and I need you to train other people your unorthodox ways of securing these contracts. Mm -hmm. So I built out a BDC department, business development center around procurement for the company. And that's when I realized that I got a value. I got a, I got a skill set. Mm. Um, I know how to secure government contracts not just for construction, but for other services type of contracts and other products. Mm -hmm. So let me be, let me freelance. I started, I understand my value. So I went back and re back, renegotiated with that company. And now they became my client to where I start procuring contracts for them and they pay me a percentage of the contract value. Mm -hmm. Then I start branching off and offering those services to other qualified companies to help their business grow through government contracts. And that's how I built a seven figure consulting firm by winning contracts for other businesses and they pay me a percentage of the contract value <laughs> before I even won a government contract for myself. So my first contract I won for myself was 2016 with Clayton County Public School System for tissue, paper towels, and rat traps. Okay, hold on, slow down. All right, before we go further, y'all heard this, right? This guy did this soaking weed, had um, barely graduated high school, so like a lot of people are in the same position, right? Um, a lot of people think like when they hear government contract, like that's just so far fetched. Like I can't do it. Like I'm not smart enough for like, right. you know what I'm saying? But if you could do a smoking weed and barely passing high school, right? Anyone can do it. So let's take this back to 14. And you say you didn't take it serious until 2016. What? 17, late 17, early. What was that push? Like why? Okay. Why was you, you bullshitting in the beginning? And then what gave you that driving force to like take this real serious and take it to the next level? Um, while I was bullshitting was that I, I really wasn't taking uh, control of that opportunity and seizing it because I was still, you know, one foot in, one foot out. How much money was you making back then, 2014, 15? Um, between 80, 90,000 a year. And knowing that you could that, make more. That, that was, that was, uh, as a project manager, mm -hmm. but then from the money that I was making from getting paid a percentage of the contracts, um, that was easy six figures. Mm -hmm. But that was residual. It's like getting paid monthly. Like I'm still getting paid off contracts that I procured three years ago. Yeah. Wow. To this day. Okay. So okay, what was that driving force? What what made you want to just? It took something significant for it to happen in my life, and that's when my brother passed away. Mm -hmm. That's. Uh, 2017 August 6th and they gave me that turning point of you know identifying what I wanted to do and just focus all the way on it so if I'm going to do this right here I'm going to put 100% into it but these are all the pros and cons that's going to come with it mm -hmm. now you weigh it out and see if it's worthwhile yeah you know what I'm saying so I looked at the opportunity of government contracting knew this is something I already knew how to do do I want to hone in on these skills and sharpen them back up and this is 100% legit, and this is where I can legitimately make millions mm -hmm. and eat forever. Mm -hmm. Now I gotta just, just decide and lock in and have discipline to focus. So I had to just go broke. I couldn't get these type, certain type of dollars no more. <laughs> you feel me? So I started from zero and went to a hero mm -hmm. several times. But you know, real hustler gonna always eat. Gonna find a way. Don't find a way. You feel me? Being a hustler, that's a skill set. And skill sets get your bill set. I always say that. <laughs> you feel Bars. Me? When you have something that you can actually do that can 
consistently and repeatedly make you revenue, make you money. Mm-hmm. So I had to lock in on it and sharpen my tools up. Seriously, even when I won my first contract in 2016, mm-hmm. I was still bullshitting. It took for something significant to happen in my life. It changed my whole perception, my whole dynamic of, of how I perceive things and how I wanted something even better, not just for myself, but for my family. Let's speak about like getting out, like transitioning from making money in the streets into like legal money. Like, cause I never thought in my life that I would say that I'm done like hustling or jugging or like, I never thought in my life. I always thought that was just a part of me. Like I'm gonna find a way. And even if, even if I stopped, and when the opportunity presented itself, I still like dibble and dabble. So like, did you have a, did you have to have a conversation with yourself? Like, you know what? I had to go look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by Rich and Unemployed Clothing. Listen, have you guys checked out the website? Have you guys copped to some merch? You can do so while watching this episode right now. So if you haven't done so, go ahead. It's right there at the bottom. Go ahead, click, go to the website, go ahead and copy some merch. Man, we got these new hoodies in. We got headscarves in, we got hats. We got caps, we got the black and gold rich and unemployed cap. So make sure you guys tap in, grab some merch while watching this episode. Cause listen, giving it to you, giving it to you good. Wait, pause. All right, back to the episode. I had to talk to myself in the mirror, literally, and say, what you gonna do? You gonna crash out or you gonna turn up? That's all I looked at it. From this, it was only gonna get these options here if you stay in long enough in it. Mm-hmm. God grace, I have no scars and wounds on me physically or no rap sheet. Yeah. So it just, that's a blessing to be able to be clean and walk away. Made it this when far. Knee deep in mm-hmm. and still be able to be clean and walk away. That's a that's a needle in the haystack and that's a blessing. So I don't take that lightly and I, I'm extremely grateful mm-hmm. um, just for how I was raised. But that saved me a lot. Being, being raised Muslim, raised Islamic and having Islamic culture and background, those principles save me from jail and save me from being killed mm. save me from really the ability to give me the the balance that i needed mm. without that i don't know where i would be if i didn't have islam in my life i really don't so i'm grateful for that because that, that instilled these three principles in me that i had in this environment and i carried on in this environment honesty integrity and smart work i want to get back to that <clears throat> so okay now, your, your first big contract, right, was um, you said you it was toilet tissue. Um, this was so my jail. first government contract was tissue paper towels to the jail. So when you say in rat traps, that mm-hmm. was Clayton County Public School. So when you say okay. first big contract, I never had a big contract for myself. I found a method to where that I can get the low hanging fruit and get it in value. Mm-hmm. So I generated a million dollars just in low-hanging fruit contracts, normally on stuff that's opportunity that's under 60,000, but killed it in value, mm-hmm. compared to just winning a contract for multi-million or a million dollars. That's a one-time or a one-time uh, reference of past performance, compared mm-hmm. to I have all these transactions under my belt with the government that show real strong past performance. Mm-hmm. So now we had a phase now we're now we're going after bigger contracts internally for our company but we're known to secure big contracts with other business so for me it was the crumbs get the crumbs because nobody wanted the crumbs you get enough crumb and turn to a pie <laughs> right <laughs> nobody wanted the crumbs i got the low-hanging fruit contract opportunity that was under 30k in this city this county 
uh, 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 Fulton County, uh, Macon County, under under ten thousand, I'm getting opportunities coming to me. Mm -hmm. I'm not bidding for them. Mm -hmm. So it came from relationships and understanding the far. So you go far government contract. Like I said, it's so many ways to skin a cat government contract. I found out recipes to cook up meals. Mm -hmm. What is far? FAR is Federal Acquisition Regulation. Those are all the laws, clauses mandated for government contracting. That's like the Holy Bible to government contracting. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get in government contracting and not understand the rules and regulations of how, they, how things go, then how can you properly play it mm -hmm. well? How can you properly execute? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Got to understand the game. Got to understand the game. Mm -hmm. And in order to understand the game, you want to learn it the correct way the first time so you can know how to take short because they don't bite you in the butt. Mm -hmm. Or you can learn the game from experience. Mm -hmm. I don't went through experience. I don't lost money on government contracts. I don't broke even on government contracts. I don't talk myself out of debarment from the government. I don't talk myself out of contract termination from mm -hmm. government. So I don't feel every last, you know, emotion of being an entrepreneur and within government to be able to train other people to say, hey, don't do this you need to do it this way so everything i teach from is what i experience and what created results that's why students learning from me which over eight plus years in this game i'm putting them eight plus years ahead of me so you're supposed to outshine you're supposed to outdo what losses have you took in this, this game i lost money on contracts but not reading properly not understanding the scope of work not reading the solicitation all the way through not truly understanding my customer and, and rushing because, you know, contracting is a tedious process. You got to read. It's no way around it. You got to read. Niggas don't read. <laughs> Niggas don't like to read. And it's paperwork. Mm. But people want to get to the paperwork, but they're scared of the actual paperwork. And that's where the money's at. That's where the paperwork is at. In the paperwork. Mm -hmm. So I lost money just by not reading a, a couple of sentences that was up under what the government wanted to buy. They said they didn't want a thousand trash bags. at a unit price and I gave that quote to them as if I thought they was purchasing it all one time purchase. Mm -hmm. So that's the quote that I'm getting from my supplier or my vendor. They thinking I'm purchasing a thousand at one time. So you're going to get a certain number, get awarded contract, go back over it, looking up under that part. It says, Oh, we're going to be purchasing over the next 12 months. So it's not a one time purchase. Mm -hmm. So immediately I'm losing money because the cost of what my supplier is going to give me for as if it's a one-time purchase is going to be way different than you purchasing over the next 12 months. Right, right. So I instantly had to take that to the face or back out, look bad with the government, have that type of reputation on there and it'd be hard to do business again. So I was looking at longevity. A lot of people can't swallow, you know, that that pride or swallow that pill of taking the L and then performing the work. If they don't have the vision of seeing this is going to be long term, this is more of a learning experience for me. Mm -hmm. You follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And this ain't having much money mm -hmm. at the time. So to walk into something and say, hey, I'm about to take an L, keep going. Like it takes a lot of mental fortitude to do it. Mm -hmm. How much you think it, well, how much does it, it cost to, to get into this business? Cost relatively cheap, you know. In Georgia, to create an article organization, carry LLC is like a hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. Expedited was like two fifty. EIN free, business bank account free. Mm -hmm. They say it costs a hundred dollars. It's your money you depositing, so it's free. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? 
register with sam.gov which is free mm -hmm. <laughs> to do business with the government you just register it doesn't cost anything mm -hmm. it takes about 10 days once you do that now you have to have a niche i say have a niche because when you got a niche that's how you get rich a niche or you can have niches with niche is something that you know how to do some you can execute some you expert on some you can put together mm -hmm. identify that then go after those type of contracts so you mean to tell me it costs a hundred dollars essentially yeah <laughs> i tell people you don't need a million dollars to get a million dollar contract you don't need to have a hundred thousand dollars in the bank to get a hundred thousand dollar contract mm -hmm. So if you don't need a hundred thousand dollars in the bank to get a hundred thousand dollar contract, or a million dollars in the bank to get a million dollar contract, and why you don't have a six figure or seven figure contract then? Mm. You gotta learn the process. You gotta learn the recipe. It don't change. Everything has a process. Mm -hmm. Even in this world and in this world, it still has process, procedures, blueprints, mm -hmm. standard operating procedures, mm -hmm. <laughs> SOPs. Mm -hmm. So once we identify that and put it to work, then you get the results you want. But if you don't put no work in, you're not going to get anything. Hmm. Nothing's coming from the sky. This contracting government contract sounds good, sounds sweet, but it still take work. You got to work for anything. Now, you can either work hard or you can work smart. smart. <laughs> take smart all day. All day. <laughs> let's take people through the process of, um, well, let's take people through your process. When you first got your government contract with the, the, the school system, mm -hmm. um, take them through that journey. All right, what I went through that journey. So this is how that contract actually worked because it was a big contract. So my first bid I ever submitted for myself was $1.2 million. That was what I submitted the proposal for because mm -hmm. it was different line items of different supplies that the school was looking for and it was awarding it based off of who presented the best of price off of each line item. So out of all of that line items and that whole $1.2 million that I submitted in for the whole contract, I secured six figures out of that. Yeah. or certain different line items, which is tissue, paper towels, and rat traps. So what happened was that once I secured a government contract, I literally, right, literally, this is my story. I went to the supplier and literally said, I ain't got no money, but I got a government contract. Mm -hmm. Well, I asked, let me speak to the, to the person that makes decisions around here. Yeah. And I put that right on the table. I said, listen, I ain't got no money, but I got a government contract. I said, come on back here, then. sit down. <laughs> they verify, you know, validate, make sure everything authentic, mm. make sure everything, you know, official. They offer, you know what, we, you know, we'll put you on net 30. So net 30 was that I can get the products up front and I didn't have to pay them to 30, 30 days. I said, okay, let's run it. So Clay County Public School System, they'll put in a purchase order for this amount of mini rat traps. They give me the purchase order, then I take that purchase order, give it to the supplier. They deliver it to them in 30 days, mm -hmm. right? The government cuts me a check, and then I pay the supplier. Now, here's the thing where my money never tied up. The government was paying me net 10, <laughs> not net 30. Mm -hmm. When you know the prompt pay at bars, mm -hmm. Discount payment terms, discount payment terms. You could discount your invoice by 1%. You can get paid in 30 days or you can get paid in 10. So I discounted my invoice by 1% to get paid faster than 30 days. I got paid in 10 days. Mm. But my 1% was already calculated in my cost of my bid, so it was already accounted for. Yeah. Mm. So I was just pushing P. 
I'm just pushing paperwork. Literally. Mm -hmm. Now, after the first year, I stacked all the profits. Then the next year, I went straight to the supplier and said, I'm going to buy it all in bulk up front. That's when my margins went up 11% because now I'm getting a price of buying everything up front instead of being front. You know, when you're getting front, you're getting taxed. Same, make it work. Same game. Same game. Same game. Different product. Different product. So almost essentially, almost like drop shipping to the government. Mm -hmm. Mm. You basically middle. No warehouse. Mm -hmm. Ain't even got to touch the product. No warehouse. (laughs) Just registering and becoming in partners and and authorized reseller and corporate accounts, right? And wholesale accounts with these different suppliers, vendors, manufacturers, distributors. And I'm reselling to the government products, goods that the government purchases all the time. So my lane was, I want to sell something to the government that is non-reusable. Why? So they can re-up. What's things that non-reusable? Tissue, paper towels, mm-hmm. pens, scanners, scan toners, the ink in those printers. These are all different products that are non trash bags. These are all different products that are non-reusable. So I wanted to sell those, which was one strategic way. Another strategic way was I start realizing that the government used to always put out solicitation for these different type of Samsung bot products, Autobot products, out for bid. And I used to be like, why they just won't go buy it directly from them? Why they want to buy it from a small business? Mm-hmm. It ain't make sense. And I realized that back to the far, what's small business? 23% set aside for small business. What is small business? Small business under the far is having less than 49 employees and or generating under $25 million a year. So I said, damn, that's right. These are not small businesses. Mm-hmm. Samsung got way more than that. So that's why they put it out for bid. I said, uh-oh. Yeah. How about Global Connects become an authorized reseller for the major brands that the government buy all the time? Mm-hmm. So now I position myself to the government agency saying, hey, I'm a small minority-owned business that's authorized to resell these products and electronics that y'all purchase all the time. Come shop with your boy. I'm shop. So I found the niche and got rich. <laughs> Man, we're going to call this episode the Pablo Escobar of government contracts. <laughs> no, that's... I, man, the riches is in the niches. But, I mean, so that was your method. and But there, there are so many other different... It's so many ways to skin this cat. Absolutely. You can sell guns. Right. You can sell weapons. Or services. Services. What's what services? Name some services. Janitorial cleaning contract. We got a couple of those right now. Four year contract mm-hmm. to clean building for the federal government. Um, another company is doing the work mm-hmm. that we subbed it out to. Wow. So everything that we do is 100% outsourced, 100% subcontracted out. I'm not saying we're not doing any work. I'm saying that we're subbing out the work, which means that we're working smarter which allows us to go after more contracts. But we're still managing the government contract. We're still project managing, administrative management, which is mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. I want people to know that you don't think you just, I'm gonna hire a sub and they're gonna do the work. Like, no, they represent your company. So you need to manage them very well. Mm-hmm. And you still need to be in control where the communication is between you and the government agency, not your sub and the government agency. Mm-hmm. Still gotta control the play. <laughs> <laughs> He sold a lot of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> he sold a lot of drugs. 
Um, so have you have you gotten into um, like weapons? Is that is that a niche for you? I have no. That's not a that's not a niche. But I did sell APD some blank rounds. What? It, oh, okay. Practice training, rounds training. Mm, for uh, training. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Hmm. But that's about as close as I got to guns and ammunition. Now, is there any is there any difference in the income with like the services and different products that you sell? Like, let's say I was I was the one selling weapons and stuff like that, and you only sold the tissue and the uh, the, the the products that you got to replace like that. Am, am I making a difference? And, and the pay. If you're looking to do business with the world largest purchaser, which is the government, this is the perfect time to enroll into my live virtual five-day boot camp to government contracting, where you're going to learn all the sauce, the recipes, the blueprints, the SOPs, the methods, the procedures to doing business with the world largest purchaser. All you have to do right now is text RICH to 404-737-1503, and you get additional 10% off. Let's go. Small steps towards the big goal every day. Yeah, definitely, because every, you know, those products are totally different, so those mm-hmm. margins are going to be different. Um, products is a little bit different because sometimes, most of the times, those products are one-time purchases. Now, you have some top times products are purchased through a, uh, an annual type of contract where you know you got money on the books, mm-hmm. but most of the purchase on products and goods and commodities is a one-time purchase. Your service-based contract is more annual, one-year-based, three-year option. can turn out to a four-year contract, five-year contract. So those service contracts are more... Um, advantageous if you think of it from a business standpoint because when you secure a four-year contract that's money on the books for four years instead of securing a contract for you know some items that they're gonna purchase just one time that means you got to go back out and get another one mm-hmm. and go back out and get another one okay so our products my strategy was with products knowing that I had to go back out and get another one keep going out there get another one well how about we just sell was non-reusable and let's sell products under these certain thresholds to where we can get business repeatedly and consistently. Mm-hmm. Now, the biggest misconception um, when just dealing with the government period is that me, just got out of prison, I can't go do any business with the government because I am a felon. Now, how true is that statement? That's false. Mm. Um, you are a felon, but is your business? A felon right um you are a felon but are you going to go get a job with the government no or are you going to do business with them you know what i mean Phyllis, felons that own a lot of these corporations that's doing business on a high level mm-hmm. doesn't affect them so you're it's your entity not an individual mm-hmm. so from a strategic standpoint you want to be forthcoming when you're registering with sam if your name is on that Incorporation, whether it's LLC, S Corp, partnership, joint venture, or have you set up your business? But at the end of the day, <clears throat> business should be done from a control point, not an ownership point. Yeah. So, from a strategic standpoint, if I have a significant other, girlfriend, wife, spouse that doesn't have a record. I'll put the business in their name. And then also it gives me better leverage because now the company can be labeled as a small minority women owned business mm-hmm. because she owns more than 51% mm-hmm. or 51% or more. <clears throat> but yes, there are what felons can do business with the government. Now 
can a felon go on to federal property to do the work? No, because there's clearances and background checks. But if you were the, the owner of the company, the controller of the company, the manager of the company, what you, you won't be for? on site anyway. What you need to go I for? Never went on a government site to do it. To do anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. So I can walk out of prison and, and, and start government contracting. Yes. I got uh, a lot of uh, inmates that come out. They always hit me up. They say they watch me on YouTube and stuff. Mm. And they learning and stuff. And they came out and, and secured a contract. So you mean to tell me? I even put, <laughs> even, if, even if people hit me that's coming out, like, man, I'm getting out of jail. They hit me in my DM and stuff like that. I said, all right, come on. I'm going to let you get them to my boot camp for free. That was up. I'm going to give you the game. Now you got to do something with it. So I could have got caught with a truckload of weed, cocaine. And so, and, and, and do government contract. Yeah. If you can do that, I'm sure you can do business with <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you can. There's no way around it. Absolutely. Because it's the same thing, just different product. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a different different commodity, a different service. Mm-hmm. You're still project managing and administrative management in that world and in this world. It's all the same. Mm-hmm. Some of the great businesses come from those type of people. Very true. Creative. Creative. <laughs> Creative. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Now you you started teaching like on a on a grand scale, and you just told me that um the SBA reached out to you. You can talk about that. Yeah, that was dope. Um, SBA reached out to my team, and um, they were like, "We we heard about you, and we heard about your trainings, and and we've seen the work that you're doing, and a lot of people been been recommending you. Mm-hmm. We're hearing from from Global Connects, and uh, we would love for you to pick a topic of what you would like to." to train on and and do that training on our platform. Pick a pick a date and a time and we'll set it up. I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> they said I heard we heard you the, we we, mm. we heard you the best. I said you heard right. <laughs> you heard right. Um and, but but that right there just gave me confirmation of that, hey, focus. Yeah. You know, double down, triple down. You know, they give you a, a boost of, of motivation and inspiration like that you have, you know, SBA, Small Business Association, like they have so much resources and things that they have laid out for other small business to tap in. But they're like, we, we want you to break it down to where the, the average person can get it. And that's what you're known for. That's what we heard. That's what we've seen, how you break it down, mm-hmm. and how you reference those FAR clauses and make everything correlate back to each other and make it... Uh, uh, easily ad- uh, adaptable for any small business to tap in and follow the rules correctly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to that. That's going to be coming up soon. How big is that for you? Like coming from where you came from, bullshitting in 2014, started going hard in 2017, started teaching the game, and now it's SBA is reaching out to you to teach people to come on their platform. You know, to be the opportunity to, to train 10,000 small businesses, it's not. I just gave chills down my back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because I'm 34 years old. I never put myself as an expert or a guru mm-hmm. or the king of or any of that. I'm a student. 
Because that's where the money at. When you stay learning, you're going to stay earning. I'm always a student. It's always something to learn. So I never put myself on that, on that, on that status like that or give myself on that title. I'm 34 years old. And I tell people all the time, like, I'm just getting warmed up. You know, my, my, my biggest flex is I'm, I'm just getting started. Just getting started. <laughs> so, you know, as I like to train and help other small businesses go, but we, we have some, some big goals on our board mm-hmm. for our firm to go get this money from the government to get the bag. Mm-hmm. They got the bag. Mm. Classes, training is cool, but the big bag is from the government. Mm. So, you know, I enjoy this process and, and be able to, to actually inspire and help, you know, take people from zero to hero. Got a lot of success stories. Got a lot of zero to hero stories. Got a lot of people that have generated millions with the government based off of our training and our curriculum. And I take pride in that. Cause that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. What's the success rate like from the classes that you that you put together, all the mentorships, like the people, like a hundred people was in the class or join your mentorship. How many people you actually get into the game? And I'm at a thirty. It's at a thirty percent right now. Mm-hmm. Based off the numbers that we looked at, it's at a thirty percent average. So, for example, our last uh, mentorship I ran for sixty day mentorship, I had 10, 10 mentees. And in that 60-day mark, three of them secured federal government contracts. In that 60-day mentorship. Mm-hmm. Now, the other seven, would it be the lack of... Um, work ethic. Work ethic. Putting in the work. Information on me, execution on you. Mm-hmm. It's not nothing worth having is going to just drop in your lap. Never. You have to put some friction, some friction, some frequency into what you want. Mm-hmm. Energy. You got to put some energy into <laughs> mm-hmm. it. You got to go get it. Like, imagine someone give you a recipe to cook up a meal. A meal. Metaphorically and literally. <laughs> yeah. Right? So imagine someone giving you a recipe to cook up a meal mm-hmm. and you still want to starve yourself. You still want to be hungry. You want to complain, I don't like that recipe. <laughs> but you, you don't got no recipe. You're hungry, and you're complaining how you want to eat. And it's right there in front of you. And it's right there in front of you when someone give you the recipe. Here's the recipe. Run this play. Run this operation. Here's the SOP mm-hmm. to the operation, step by step. I don't like them steps. I want a better step. And it's not like I want something cooler. Talk. I want something sexier. <laughs> like, listen. Mm-hmm. You can't complain about the opportunity that come to you when you don't got no opportunity. We so it's like you have to put the work in, in anything. So Hamza doesn't wave a magic wand and say, you get a contract, you get a contract. I'm not walking on water or splitting the sea. You took him to the water, though. You got to drink it. <laughs> you feel me? Mm. You got to hop on the boat. We moving. So it's about... Your level of work ethic that's going to create you your results. Mm-hmm. As simple as that. I can't force you to do anything. You got to want something. Mm-hmm. You got to want it bad to where you're going to put in the work. You got to practice every day. That's the only way you're going to get great. I mean, I study everyone because I can learn something from everyone, from, from athletes to entertainers. They all got something. Businessmen, they all got something common. Discipline. 
discipline. And they don't quit. The reason why most people don't succeed in life because they quit, not because they were failures. You're a failure because you quit. Mm-hmm. And when you quit, you're just starting all over again. On something else. On something else. If they think it's going to be easier. You still got to put some work in. Mm-hmm. You still have to put work in anything. Anything you do, you can, you can make money off of. We're here in America. It's capitalism. Mm-hmm. Everything is based around making money or costing something. So anything you want to do, you actually can monetize it. Oh, I said, man, I'm doing pad. I'm, I'm passionate about what I do. You know, you have some people that like what they do, some mm-hmm. people that love what they do. Then you have those few people that are in love with mm-hmm. what they do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah. And you when you're in love with what you do, you top you top one percent. And you can see the difference between you can see the difference. All three of those, like, love, and passionate. You would you would give up everything to 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 get to where you're trying to get to. To become what you're trying to become. Like, you can love what you do and, and kind of, like, still half-ass it. Oh, I love rapping. I'm play around with it. But once you're passionate about it, you ain't going to let nothing stop you from getting to where you're trying to get to. Exactly. Either it's going to work or it's going to work. <laughs> That's what it takes. But no one wants to make a sacrifice for nothing. They want... How you going to want something and not willing to make a sacrifice for, for it? hmm mm. Like, you have to make sacrifices. A lot of sacrifices that are being made as of today and prior to get to where I'm at. What, what, what are some sacrifices that you had to... I know the episode is getting really good. Before we dive any deeper, I need to get into the sponsor for this today's episode. Being an entrepreneur, creating and maintaining a business is tough. We all know this. There's a thousand other people that's grinding just like you. What I'm getting at is you don't have to do this alone. Did you know that there's a morning call every day, Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. Eastern, It's called The Morning Meetup, made for you. It's created by David Shans, the top entrepreneur who built multi-million dollar businesses. Yes, you heard this correctly. This is a group made by entrepreneurs for entrepreneurs. Do you feel stuck? That means you need to get into the room with high-level entrepreneurs. Get in the room. Basically, if you're tired of holding your own weight and it's entrepreneurship, you need to join. www.themorningmeetup.com. Join, connect, grow. I'll see you guys there. It's back to the episode. Up. Cut everybody off. Friends, family. Everybody. <laughs> Cut every last person off. And start reevaluating who to come back in my life. So I had to start from scratch. Clean slate. Clean slate. Now, all right, bring you. All right. That's you. powerful. All right, bring you. Sacrifice that. Sacrifice. From spending time with my children so I can be able to go out and be able to make sure that their future straight mm-hmm. in the short term for the long term to be able to now I can go to my my daughter's school and have lunch I can go to my son's soccer games I can go to his practices you follow what I'm saying like I'm in a position now to do what I want to do peacefully peacefully <laughs> peacefully so it always come back to what you want in life what you want to make sacrifice for what I want in life has nothing to do with money. Money is associated with it, but I have no number. People say, what's your number? I don't have a number. What I manifest in my life is to provide, protect, produce, and maintain effortlessly. I don't think about it. And whatever, how much money that is, it is what it is. 
but I'm not looking at the numbers. I'm focused more on providing, protecting, producing, and maintaining effortlessly. That's the last thing I want to think about what's going to happen every 30 days, which is bills. You can't even think clear. Most people live in, live in how they going to reach the next pay period or the next day or the next week. I'm already in second quarter of 2023. Ahead of the curve. Mentally. Mm-hmm. Everything is done in my head for 2022. It's all automated. You follow mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That allows me to be able to, to focus more on my skill set. Like you gotta have that, that 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 freedom to to think clearly. Rich people don't work; they think. They thinking; they're not working. <laughs> I want to spend more time on on thinking. I want to spend more time on living. You follow what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's important to me. That's true freedom to me. When I'm not thinking of the world expenses mm-hmm. and, and 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 what they you know pr- present to us to make our our thinking shrink to minuteness of i'm just trying to get to the next pay period mm-hmm. i'm just trying to get to friday to the weekend you celebrating the weekend i made it through friday the week never ends for me there's no weekend mm. we always on Monday through Sunday, Sunday through Sunday. Like, we're working. Mm-hmm. Even when we're not working, we're still working. Still so working. it's not work. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. I'm not working. I'm just living life, literally. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. Mm-hmm. If you're doing something you love to do, it's not work. No alarm wakes me up. I get up. I'm ready. Like, take over the world today. Small steps towards a big goal every day. I got to do something small today. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mandatory. Every day, I got to do something small towards that big goal. That last interview, you said that, bro, and I still think about that to this day. Even some days when I don't feel like doing shit or I don't feel like like doing like big things, like something is better than nothing. Baby steps to the bigger goal, like that stuck with me. Even the, the line you said from... My biggest flex is I'm just getting started, bro. Every day I feel like I'm just getting started. When people congratulate me on like, oh, bro, like doing your thing, it's like, bro, I'm nowhere near. Facts. I'm nowhere near. I'm, I'm one year in. It's like I, I got so much to do. I got so much to do, so many mountains to climb, bro. I'm nowhere near this shit. Facts. Facts. That That's how me. you keep your train, your, train yourself to stay that way. I always train myself, train myself to, to stay in that mentality, that mamba mentality. That mamba mentality. Yeah. Job not done. The job is not done. Nowhere near it. It's not done. Mm. You feel me? <laughs> it's not done. You know, it's like just head down, keep going. Six months of hard work, man. Don't know where you'll be. It could, that could set you up for Six life. Six months of hard work, smart work. Mm-hmm. One of my mentors told me, he said, Hamza, focus on your strengths and outsource the rest. Focus on your strengths, outsource your weaknesses. Because time is money. And your time is your currency. And if you're spending time on making your weaknesses in business, of course, making your weaknesses and sharpening your weaknesses, you should be spending more time on your strengths and making it stronger. Mm-hmm. And outsource everything else. So I had to get out of my head that thinking I had to do everything in the business and more like focus on what I'm great at which is procurement 
training, securing government contracts. You know, we're going to outsource this back office stuff. We're going to outsource this marketing stuff. We're going to outsource this branding stuff, right? We're going to outsource human resources. Like we're going to find the experts to do that, what they do very well, as what I know how to do very well, and put all those pieces of puzzles together. Now you got a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Now you're getting to your destination faster. Now you done built you more time to where that now you can have some personal development in your life to where you can make whatever those personal weaknesses are and stuff like that more strengths because you have you have time because you spend more time on your strengths. You can apply this right. This is just life right here. Life lesson. This ain't just about like just this is you can apply this to anything in life. Right. Everything that you're saying, bro, like you got to make life easier for you. Less complicated, less work. Use your mind to think. This is what we got the brain for. Some people are workers. Some people are thinkers. And you got to figure out which one are you. Which one, where do you fit at? Am I a thinker or am I a worker? And, man, I'm just sitting here just absorbing all this. It's more than government contracting. Mm -hmm. Like, I made a way through government contracting. And I'm showing here, you can make a way, too, if you you follow this recipe. You follow this this process, this blueprint. But you're not going to be able to do anything in life, period. F government contracting, F this, this podcast, yeah, F yeah. Finesse Club, all this. Are you committed to winning, period? Are you focused? Is your mind right? Like, I literally had to get my mind right first for it to do anything worthwhile. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to have your mind right. You get motivated off of this podcast interview, it's going to wear off just like a drug. Tomorrow morning you wake up, mm. what are you doing? <laughs> what actionable steps are you taking towards changing your life for the better? Are you gonna do the same shit? Same shit you've been doing. And you're expecting different results. You're crazy. Yes, not. You're you wanna be here, you wanna be here, you wanna have this million dollars, I wanna have six figures in the bank, I wanna get this house, I wanna get this car, but you still being who you are. <laughs> you ain't mm. changing. <laughs> Y'all think changing is like a bad thing. No, you can change for the better or you can change for the worse. Damn sure you're not even the same, even if you think you're the same. Mm-hmm. You're changing. Mm-hmm. You're decaying as you stay here long on earth every day. <laughs> Something's burning off. <laughs> what are you doing mm-hmm. to change? What are you doing like something every day that making you greater? Even if it's just 10 minutes reading a, a, a book. 10 pages you read everything else but you want to read something that benefits your life like i always say man price is what you pay value is what you get when you start paying attention to the value that you get from the price that you pay you stop paying for a lot of shit preach <laughs> stop paying preach man and going to the store man what is the value that i'm getting from these 700 shoes a couple looks couple girls looking at all nice shoes what are you getting what's the value from that from the price that you paid what is the value that you can get from paying for a training or paying from a course that can benefit your life or the or the or the or the value that you're getting from the from the price that you pay for school or or trainings mm-hmm. what you start weighing your options out like that you probably start saving money like i always had to remind myself what's the value i'm getting from this 
Oh, staying in the house, not going out. Mm-hmm. There's no value there. When you start training your mind to think like that, you'll probably start saving money. Saving time, energy. Saving time and energy, sure. saving headaches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> saving stress. Price what you pay, value what you get. (laughs) (laughs) Preacher (laughs) Hemsworth. Man, you just went crazy, man. But nah, like people need to hear that, man. For sure. People need to hear this stuff, bro. And man, I wasn't expecting that. I swear. (laughs) Man, it's it's strive, man. It's just strive. You can't be perfect. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And we'll. We have all have not been here before. And if you have, please tell me. <laughs> please give me the ropes. Probably have, just don't know. Or just can't. Right? Mm-hmm. So we're going to seek perfection. We can't be perfect. So I say practice doesn't make perfect. Practice makes progress. We're going to progress. You're not practicing. You're not practicing anything. So how are you going to think you're progressing? Mm-hmm. You're not practicing. You're not submitting any business. You're not reading solicitation. You're not exercising your mind. You're not practicing anything you're not shooting the shot you're not practicing the shots mm-hmm. lebron kobe all the greats they shooting a thousand times a day it's discipline they're shooting they're practicing so when they get in the game it's time to go you're not fumbling prepared you're prepared that's what <clears throat> practice is if you're not practicing something repetition of something anything you're doing something new for the first time you're gonna fuck up it's inevitable mm-hmm. You're going to feel intimidated When you started that first day at the job You probably F something up on the job that first day But did that stop you from showing up the second day mm-hmm. <laughs> You showed up the second day mm-hmm. Two, three months later now You train the next person that's coming in mm-hmm. So get uncomfortable If you want to get comfortable That's the only way you're going to grow You got to get uncomfortable You got to do something different To want something different If you played any sports or any type of like activities growing up or just in life period, you was new to it and you had to learn whatever that you was doing and you wasn't good at it. Any rapper, any ball player, you wasn't good in the beginning. And if you look at anybody's process, if you look at Future, you know what I'm saying? That's like one of my favorite artists. You look at Lil Baby, they wasn't that good in the beginning. They had that little buzz, but like if you see the transition from then to now, repetition, they just kept going. Kept rapping, kept making songs, figuring out their sound. Ball players, figuring out the, my dribble, my shot. What works best? Okay, well, I'm not a post player. I'm a shooter. Right. You know what I'm saying? I'm a passer. Like, you got to figure this out. It's the same thing with anything in life. You have to go through the struggle. You got to practice repetition. If you look back at our first interview, man, go look back. I'm going to post, I'm going to put this in the description. <laughs> the lighting is different. The fucking sound is different. Like, whole different vibe. Facts. You see the level up. Yes. Did I quit? No. <laughs> no. And you just getting warmed up. Just getting warmed up, man. Like <laughs> just get started. <laughs> Real shit, man. I told him I had to talk to myself the other day. Like, dog, I've been outside. I've been, I've been, I've been laxed. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like, nah, I gotta put in. I gotta go ten times harder. I gotta go ten times. I was on house arrest this, this four months, mm. and I, how crazy I went. I gotta get back to that mindset. And I saw you. 
You feel me? Like I'm saying no to I'm saying no to shit because I can't. Yeah. I gotta put myself in that mindset. Like no, I don't need house arrest to tell me that I can't right. go. I need to tell myself like nah, bro, I can't. I'm not. Let's go. I can't do that. Nah, bro, I'm, I'm locked in. This shit is way more important. I'm gonna feel way more satisfied even when it comes to women. Bro, like these women that, I, that I'm turning down now, like if I go as hard as I can for a year straight, bro, I'll be at Kim Kardashian house. <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. <laughs> Like not just, but just the, that's just right. you know what I mean. Like I get what you're saying. So I need to focus, man. Like none of this shit matters right now. None, none of this shit, bro. Focus on your goals, man. Execute the goals. Everything comes after. Everything like, comes every, after. The goals is first. My goals first. My, in order for me, I have to go for my goals because everyone, everyone benefits around me from me mm-hmm. attacking, executing. Mm-hmm. And accomplishing mm-hmm. goals mm-hmm. back to providing producing protecting and maintaining effortlessly it goes back to goals first and they won't see it now then my family that's what i'm gonna say like your, your children they might not they might not see what what you're doing but they reaping the benefits for sure they live in a life comfortably just imagine if you if you if you was spending a lot of time at home and didn't have the money or didn't have the, the opportunity that you provided for them and they struggling, you know what I'm saying? Like, they're not gonna understand now. Like, people around you, your family, they're not gonna get it right now. They don't understand what I'm doing. My whole goal is make sure my children straight. Mm-hmm. They don't have to go through the same things I went through. They have resources, they have opportunities. They're not just leaving money behind, but it's leaving recipes mm-hmm. along with the money. Recipes. <laughs> recipes, blueprints, mm-hmm. SOPs, process, systems to creating businesses running businesses along with the capital to be able to go out there and experience in real life and learn from it so my whole thing is like you want to pass the baton off better than how you received it yeah, we ain't get no baton. i ain't get no baton we didn't get no baton my baton was my wealth was from what my family gave me was honesty integrity and smart work mm-hmm. It didn't really hit me until a few years ago to, to identify like I had wealth already. Because a lot of people don't have honesty, integrity, and smart work. And if you ain't got the first, it's going to be horrible to have the other two. So that honesty, integrity, and smart work kept me alive, kept me not locked up, not dead. Allowed me to be able to, you know, have relationships. Like I said, relationships, like uh, shout out to CEO, Matty J, he says relationships win the championships. Right. Relationships worth more than money to me. Mm-hmm. Without no relationships, I don't know where I would be. My relationship got me to doors that money can never. My relationships, I mean everything to me because my, my, my philosophy is that I don't eat what I kill. I eat what I grow which means that I'm always planting seeds. I'm always nurturing. I'm always, you know, you know, putting that, that good positive energy into, into relationships that build something that I always can reap from what I sow. I can always pull something off from it. You kill something, you can only eat it one time. One time. When you're eating what you grow, you're gonna eat over and over and over again. So if you're planting seeds, I'm planting seeds that I may not see grow. It's for, it's for my family's family. And then there's some seeds I'm planning to, to see them grow within the next six months, next three months, next 30 days. I'm always planting seeds. I'm always growing something. Mm-hmm. 
Make sense? Perfect sense. <laughs> Perfect sense. Perfect sense. I plant seeds every day, bro. But the for people sure. that I meet, the things that I do for people, it's not that I'm looking for in return, but I know that it'll be there if I needed it. Most definitely. Most definitely. And in relationships, you know, go back to people. You know, the currency, the materials, is nothing without people. People make businesses move. People make businesses operate. People make this world turn around. So I'm in the business of people. They say the average person is six to seven people away from getting to who they want to get to. Mm. So imagine if you're a, a real networker and you have real relationships, you'd be one person away, one call away, mm-hmm. right? So focus more on people. You never know who knows knows who, who can recommend. But that face card means everything to me. Talk about it. <laughs> that face card means everything to me because mm. I'm, I'm impatient. I don't like waiting in lines. I don't like getting pat down. Hmm. So I gotta have relationships. Hmm. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Hmm. That means more to me. Having those relationships, having those bonds, having those rapport. That can get you through the door. Now imagine having certain relationships with government agencies and contracting officers and purchasing agents that love the way you operate off of honesty, integrity, and smart work. Mm-hmm. The government don't know who you are. They just know what you submit in. You follow what I'm saying? They don't know you. They don't see you. So you have to make yourself remembered. Mm-hmm. Like I say, marketing is being seen. Branding is being remembered. You want to be remembered with the government agency. How can you be remembered? If you operate off those three things, you will stay in business, never go out of business, always keep business coming in off of honesty, integrity, and smart work. I built my whole firm off of that. If I say something, you can take it to the bank and they're going to cash it. That's your face card. Need to be, your face card need to be the same way. <clears throat> your credit, your face card can get you a line of credit before <laughs> your credit score. <laughs> That's real. You feel me? <laughs> That's real. So it's like decisions are very important and choices are very important how you make them is everything it can affect you in the short term or long term based off your decisions mm. and when you operate off of honesty integrity and smart work you're going to eat forever because it's a low low volume of that out here in this world now very so if you having that you're going to stand out and people are going to run towards you People are going to trust you, honor you, and want to do business with you. Mm-hmm. Don't want to do business with the untrustworthy or in someone that don't has integrity. Mm-mm. Integrity means you're going to do what you say you're going to do when nobody looking. It's the energy, too. And the energy. Mm-hmm. You could, you, I don't know, it's just like the universe. It, it, once, you, once you're honest and you, you, you got integrity... Things just flow to you better. Like once you just a crook, a, everything come crooked. Mm-hmm. Experience that life experience taught me that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> right. Yes. So I'm not here to talk as a saint. I'm here to talk from experience and talk from real life learning lessons that I've learned 
and 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 have incorporated in my life based off making bad decisions. Mm-hmm. Definitely not perfect. Lord knows I'm not. But to be able to put someone else in a position based off of your experiences and off of things that you done went wrong in and put someone, hey, you don't want to go down that road. Mm-hmm. But this is what's going to happen here. Mm-hmm. All it takes is, all it takes is, you never know who's who's looking at you or who's listening to you. So all it takes is that one little sentence, that one little comment, and that could probably change somebody's whole life. Very true. Very true. Decisions are important, man. Decisions, how you make your decisions and everything. And that's one thing that we have control over is choices, how we respond, how we react. That's what we have control over. Mm. Everything in life is a choice. Yes. And that takes practice and discipline, too, to get 100% control of how you react, how you respond, Mm -hmm. how you think, how you do. They say how you do everything is how you, you do, do everything. everything. <laughs> you know? And for the people that's watching this podcast, stop trying to cross all the T's and all the dots and make sure everything's perfect before you jump off the porch. Before you just do it. Sometimes you have to just do it and fix things along the way because nothing's never going to be perfect. Prime example, Apple iPhone right here. I bet you every three months we're going to get an update. Why? Because they ain't perfect. They got glitches. They got bugs. They got obstacles and challenges that they're overcoming every 90 days, every mm-hmm. six months. Do we condemn them? And we paid $1,000. We got to update this thing again. Mm-hmm. You know? So <clears throat> you have to start because if you don't start, you don't know what's going on. You don't know how you can improve. You don't know how you can get better. Nothing's never going to be laid out perfect to the T, and then you go. Systems has taught us that, oh, you go to college, get a degree, then you get this good job. It don't go as planned like that either. Mm, Never. (laughs) Right? It's going to be some Nothing is is going to be laid out (laughs) cookie cutter, like this Mm -hmm. is the process here, this is the step here. But in our mind, how we train, especially for people that work nine to fives and work in corporate, that's how you train. If you do this, you get this, you report here, you do this, you clock in, this is here's the process system. But in the real world, that's not how it works. Mm -hmm. It's hurdles. It's it's obstacles. It's a left hook. It's a jab coming at you. It it wasn't in the book. The book didn't tell you that. (laughs) Right? The book didn't say that you're going to have somebody cross you out. <laughs> so you got to know how to handle them. <laughs> right? No, it ain't coming to manual. The book didn't say, you know, you know, uh, for this contract opportunity, how you're going to be able to save money and, 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 and budget and lower expenses on a contract. The book, the laws don't teach you that. It's the businessman that teach you that. Mm-hmm. It's the experiences that are going to teach you that. Nothing's never going to be perfect. Get that out your head. Just go and fix it along the way. It, things get better and better along the way. McDonald's got better and better along the way. Where's marketing and branding? Every business. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> they grow. They had to figure it out and solve the problem. It's solving problems. That's what life is all about on a personal level and business level. Mm-hmm. Solving problems. He who solved the biggest problems will get paid the biggest. You can solve problems on a micro level or on a macro level. 
Microsoft solved the problem on a macro level, having everybody have Windows in your house. Software that's easy for you to use mm -hmm. for administrative, project management, proposals, essay writing, school work. Mm -hmm. mm. So it's like, what problem do you want to solve? And go do it. And figure it out along the way. Let's give it up for Hansel, man. <laughs> I'm talking man, I about. I appreciate you having me, man, for the second time. Man, motivation, man. Whoever watching this, driving to this, man, you have to, you have to get something from this, bro. And if you're listening, don't wait, man. Go do it now. It ain't gotta be government contracted. It gotta be whatever that you you got in man. your mind right now that you've been thinking about doing and you haven't done it because you've been procrastinating. Go. Do it. You know what I'm saying? Look at us as examples. Look at people on TV as an example. That's why I don't even watch TV, bro. Like, I don't even want to be wrapped up in nobody's life. These people are on TV and they're successful. They're doing what they love to do. Yeah. And here I am wasting time looking at you. <laughs> get off your ass, man. Go get it. Small steps towards the big goal every day. Every Let's day. Go. Every day. So tell the people where they can find you. You can follow me uh, on Instagram, Global Leader underscore YouTube, Global Connect, subscribe. Got a lot of content, trainings on winning government contracts on a federal, state, local level. And uh, also, I'm on Twitter, Global Connects underscore. Facts. All right. So, this has been the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. Until we meet again, make sure you guys subscribe before you get off this channel. And I uh, hope you have a blessed, great day. And we out. <laughs> <laughs>